0: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post game podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Well, 7 mm. 2, the Winnipeg Jets beat the Blackhawks, and uh, we're going to get to all of it. Uh, but before we do, we want to remind everybody watching on YouTube to please smash that like button. We would greatly appreciate that. If you're listening to the podcast, make sure you are subscribed. Don't forget, our cyber uh, weekend sale is going on right now. You could save up to 50% in the CHGO Locker. And diehards will get an extra 20% on top of that. Last I checked, that's 70%. That's 70%. So go to chgolocker.com. That's practically to save. free. Yeah. And if you're not a uh, diehard good timing to become one at allchgo.com because then you can save up to 70% off in the shop like we've been telling you that membership pays for itself Mm -hmm. with the free shirt from the start all the discounts to our tailgates and all these other things it's absolutely a wonderful deal so support chgo and win the holidays with some CHGO merch at the CHGO locker. Yes, I'm putting off talking about this game. Don't judge me,
1: <laughs> Mario. Yeah, we want to do all our reads now so we can yeah, so we can delay it a little bit more. That, and
0: you have a tradition of cracking the beer. Yeah, early. this is well. Even though it's not a beer, the liquid, liquid death, death
1: mountain water. Yeah, this has become my thing. I guess. Yeah,
0: I like. It. I look forward after, to it. after the many losses. Ah, that's yes, a good ASMR. Everybody call quality H2O. Ooh, there's a big millipede. Said. Look at that thing. Centipede ooh, running across ooh, the
1: floor. No. <laughs> Those
0: are good. They kill spiders. <sighs> They're good. They're assassins. I have a limit in my house. When I see a house centipede, if it's, if it's big enough to make a thud when it hits the ground, that's when I kill mm, it. Mm-mm. I'm like, you've had your fill of spiders and other bugs. It's time for another one to have a taste. Mm. You're too big to be in my house. Anyways, and
1: mm-hmm. keep my eye. On yeah, that you
0: you heard me right. The final score of this one was seven two, and Mario is the, the Jets were just pumping in goals like it was going out of style. I was sort of thinking about like, okay, how do we change up the show <laughs> from what yes. the other shows have been? But again, it's the same story. They have to play perfect. If they don't play play perfect, they lose. This one was especially bad because every mistake they made ended up in the back of their net Mm -hmm. sometimes (laughs) they didn't even make a mistake yeah ended up in the back you know philip bruce puts a stick out to block a shot and it goes right over peter mrazik's shoulder it was one of those days where nothing was going right Mm -hmm. again they were competing for all 60 minutes finishing their checks they never quit they never put their heads down they never you know gave up and just waited for the clock to wear down but it's a broken record It's the same thing, and yes, it's a matter of talent, but there are a few things in this one that stood out a little bit, and I think one thing I want to talk about is Peter Mrazek. We haven't talked too much about the goalies this year because, again, they don't have a great defense in front of them, and there's a million excuses built in, but sometimes, just sometimes, when things are really, really going poorly, you just need your goalie to make that huge save yeah. to keep you in the game. And we've seen Arvid Soderbloom do it. Soderbloom. Stalock has been, started the season off really, really well. But Mrazic yeah. <laughs> has not really been no. anything above average. I think he's, at this point, you probably would say below average. He's quite
1: below average. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the the, the story with him. Is what it is. He's, he'll, he'll make a lot of the first saves that you, that you need him to. It's not allowing teams to force him to make second and third saves is, is the problem. Greg, Greg point, points it out all the time with Mrazik. And it was, again, very, uh, very much the, the same story tonight. Rebounds. I, I, can't, I can't tell you how many times he made a save and the puck was just bouncing 5, 10 feet out from him. Yep. Like like some, like sometimes you just like yes making those those big saves is important but a goalie being able to absorb the puck or be able to you know redirect redirect shots to the corners or or just away from the center of the ice is 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 something that that can make a big difference and and Marazic, um you know he he is what he is he's 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 an average NHL goalie and he's, he'll, he'll make a couple great saves, and then he'll have games like tonight where it's just, you know, yeah, the Jets had 44 shots on goal. Um, that's not his fault. Right. Uh, but it's still, like, it's, it's, it's tough. There, there, there's some that you want to have back, but, again, you know, it's, it, it's really just he is, he is who he is. And I, I think we all had some, some ideas like, oh, maybe he's better than the goaltender that we saw in Toronto, maybe there's a, an opportunity for him to come here and, you know, be, be the goaltender that, you know, wasn't in, 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 Carolina and was in Detroit and, and, and played a little bit, you know, better than that. But nah, I think he is who he is. He's, he is a, a, a mid-level goaltender. Alex Stalock, who, uh, at morning skate today was a lot more active mm-hmm. than we've seen him in, in recent weeks. Uh, looks like he's getting closer to a return. Um, so that'll Likely send Arvid Soderblom back to the Rockford IceHogs, uh, which, you know, is 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 good and bad. But he's happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 good for it's good for him because if you, if you've been paying attention to the Rockford IceHogs, which you probably should be, um, their offense has been clicking. Uh, they've scored I think six or more goal six or more goals in like two or three games in the last few weeks like their offense is really clicking so uh would be good for him to kind of get in front of a team that can score a lot of goals it would be that would be, be a nice uh nice change of pace for him but yeah Morazic's just he is who he is and I think there's there's just nights where you're gonna you're gonna have performances like this and this Blackhawks team is not built to overcome a goalie allowing five six seven goals yeah
0: and you said it and Greg has been saying it, like you said it's you just can't be kicking out rebound after rebound after rebound. There's so many times where it feels like Mrazik doesn't really know where the puck is. And the first goal the Jets scored, and I lost track, I had to go back on my notes and find (laughs) which one it was, he was just kind of flailing around in the crease, hoping that he would guess right, and the puck would hit him. He had no idea where the puck was. He was diving to his right, sticking his paddle out, and the goal was scored on... The other side the of the puck, net. The he puck, just, yeah,
1: I, I remember what you're yeah. what you're telling me. Yeah. And look,
0: they, like of course it's going to happen from time to time, but he's just got no clue where the puck is sometimes. And, and our friend Regent Rev said it well, like most nights it's not on him, but tonight I think you can lay a lot of the blame of for them. this loss at, at Peter Mrazek. There were goals scored where they looked like routine plays. Like, you know, you and I and Greg have been watching hockey for a long time, and you just kind of get used to knowing, like, this looks like a goal is coming. Yeah, there were three or four in this where You are like, whoa, that's in the back of the net. That was that was quick. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you give the Jets some credit for getting some quick shots off, being accurate with their shooting, and all those things. Of course, they deserve some credit. But my God, it was like every time there would be a quick shot, it was behind Mrazek. And yeah. that's again, not I am not putting this loss on him. Of course not. Again, you face forty four shots your team defense has to be criticized. Tonight was a team loss. Of course. Yeah. But now and again, just make that big save and, and stop the bleeding and, and, and allow your teammates to exhale a little bit. I just, these are the things I worry about where, you know, when everything is going wrong, when everything you're doing is failing, it's going to take its toll. And I know Luke Richardson sort of addressed it today saying, Hey, we're getting to that point now where we gotta, you know, really be be aware of of how we're gonna take losses and how we're gonna bounce back. They had a good bounce back after the Dallas game, right? They looked better against Montreal. Still a loss, an overtime mm-hmm. loss, but they didn't fold the tents. Here's another big test. A seven two loss on home ice in front of a decent crowd. These things just keep piling up and uh it's really, really tough.
1: And it's not gonna get easier. No. Because your next game is Wednesday night with the Oilers, McDavid, Drysdale coming into town. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, if you think facing uh, an an overachieving Jets team is is hard to do, uh, get prepared for for two of the best players on on, on the planet coming into uh, into the United Center on Wednesday. Yeah, it just this this is this is the epitome of the crash to earth that we were talking about early on this season um, in the last month's worth of time they have two wins one of which was in regulation against the Ducks and 13 losses and it's, they've lost seven in a row like yeah. this is this, this is where the te- this, this is what this team is this is how they were built Jujar Kara on the power play that's how they were built this these yeah. are the these are the results that i think a lot of people were expecting and 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 we're in it now now the team it's down to it's down to them to see how they how they respond to it because early on in the season you you know you have a game against colorado you're expected to get the doors blown off yeah you you lose what was it 5-2 five, 5-2 two, five, two. Five, yeah. loss but it didn't feel like a 5-2 loss and then you know you're you're right there with with Vegas in the next game, and then you win in in, in San Jose to end the the, the the season opening road trip, and you're feeling a little bit, you know, good about the Blackhawks. Yeah. They didn't get you know canned in the first three games four of the season. In a row this year, yeah, they were they you know <laughs> they were four and two at one point, and and now we get to this point where, you know, you, you can't. Those, those efforts aren't still there. You can't just muster up a, a comeback win. It's impossible. And, and having to do it constantly, constantly, constantly coming back, down one nothing, 2 nothing, down 3-1, down 4-1. It's exhausting. As exhausting as it is for, for, for us and for fans to watch this team yeah. try to have to come back, it's just as exhausting, if not more physically, for the players to actually feel like, okay, we gave up the first goal again. Now we gave up the second goal. Well, now we're down two goals. Now we're still down two goals. Down three. It's just exhausting. And I I, I can't imagine how mentally and physically taxing it is to have to continuously come back from these huge deficits, sometimes do it and still lose. I mean, this, yeah. this is where Richardson really has the, 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 the toughest task of not allowing his team to look for the exit door because – We've 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 talked about it a number of times. The character of the team, continuously trying to fight, yeah. fight back for in these in these games. I I worry, and and like you've like you've mentioned, I worry about the opportunity for players to start looking for the exit door uh,
0: during games when the season starts rolling like this, and if it continues to roll like this, it's tough. I was listening to uh, Patrick Manley actually today after the Bears game, and I know it's not the same thing. Um, but he got a call from a listener who said, You know, when you're a player and things are not going well, like, do you start to, g- and you know, it's like a rebuild and all those sort of things. Do you start to think about, like, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe a loss is better for us because we'll have a better pick next year? And he said, As a player, absolutely not. Like, your mind never goes there. Uh-huh. And you're always trying to do the best you can, be as prepared as you can, do everything you can to win. And when the loss is, You know, pile up. It it gets demoralizing, regardless of what the expectations were. From you know, look, like players look at the media as as adversaries. They always do. It's like because the media's job is to predict what will happen before it does. So players see that as like, oh, they're they're doubting us, and it's it's against the world. We heard it from Mackenzie Whistle before the game one in Colorado. He was saying like, we hear it, we don't believe it. We think we're good, and we're gonna go out and prove that we're good. Eh, now reality is starting to sink in with these guys of, oh my God, like no matter what we do, we just can't, we just can't muster up a win. And it's, it's really, really tough. And, and, you know, I, I think we've, we've been saying this a lot and I, I, there's a couple other things I want to focus on in this game specifically before we do more big picture stuff. Uh, If you're one of the people that hates Seth Jones uh, this was a good night for you. A really brutal sequence for him yeah. on the power play. Can't corral a uh, pretty, not a great pass, but a pass he should be able to contain. Whiffs on it, then goes and takes a penalty at the other end. It just was not a great night for Seth Jones, who played 22 minutes and finished a minus three. Uh, he had two two shots and three more shot attempts, but just a, a tough one. Uh, overall, yes, he certainly makes the team better, but if you're... Trying to build a low light tape for your case against Seth Jones. That sequence uh, specifically was was really really tough. Remember, he's playing with a splint. He's probably still learning out how learning how to navigate that. What works, what doesn't with his hands. So if you see him get caught off or whip on a sh- whiff on a shot, that could explain it a little bit. Yeah. Um. The other thing I really didn't like. What what is Reese Johnson doing?
1: Taking bad penalties.
0: I, I just I don't understand what the purpose of that was. You're getting your ass kicked. You go, t- you know, start fighting with a guy who d- who had absolutely nothing out of the ordinary, and and minutes later, the Jets score. It was less than a minute later, the yeah, Jets score a power the play goal. power play because he just took a penalty for that. It was like Reese Johnson just wanted to take a penalty. It's That's- the second
1: time I can remember that he's done that. Maybe the second time in this losing streak that he's done that, where game's out of reach late in the game and he just comes in not even not even necessarily a you know a, a little scrum or scuffle that was his own just comes in and throws a punch and like look I get it you're you're getting your ass handed to you continuously and you want to have we were watching the game here at, at, at the studio the third period and there was a play where the jets crash the net crash into Marrazik there's a, a scuffle and scrum and i and i said to steven i said look i'm a guy who believes fighting is going to come out of the nhl in my lifetime but can we have someone throw some hands for for that yeah. kind of play like right. show a little bit of fight when your goalie gets run and and i'm thankful that they you know Connor murphy put a jets Grab player him. in a headlock yep. great that's you know that that's the kind of response you want to see in that in that environment and that's at that time late in the third period you're down six two and you're going in just to try and clock a guy for no reason like there was nothing there um, unless there was something that happened between those two players between reese johnson and uh saku malanainen um lighting up the hawks tonight by the way two goals for him uh unless there was something that happened earlier in the game that he was trying to get some late cheap payback for like even that is a dumb excuse but at least it's a reason but if he had no reason just to jump in there and just I'm just going to try and clock this guy it's stupid i i i understand Reese Johnson doesn't bring much to the table other than being physical but that's just stupidity that's after the whistle that's in a game that there's there's at no at that point it's unnecessary you put your team now on on the penalty kill late in the game where you're already getting
0: uh canned and then you you know Seventh goal. It just makes it worse. Yeah, it it made absolutely no sense, and I had a melanin on my back, but I went to a dermatologist and they just lasered it right good. off. Good, that's good. No problem. I cannot wait for the flip of the Johnsons, like when Tyler comes back. I look. I know yeah. Derek King loved Reese Johnson and his leadership and his grit and all those things, but just not a real effective hockey player. I mean, no. of the of the nineteen
1: fourth liners that this team has. Yeah. Uh, I would I, I would have him sit first
0: it's It's rough and, and when you do something dumb like that and you, you know for all the the leadership qualities that we were told about from him that's not the sort of thing a leader does. A leader doesn't just go take a jackass selfish penalty when it's six, two and you just go settle a score for no reason you know you're going to be shorthanded from it and then they come and score again like who's laughing you're now you're a laughing stock. Right. Yeah. Like, you, it's you, it's one thing to lose. It's another thing to lose and be and be embarrassing while you lose. Right. And that that was an embarrassing play by Reese Johnson. And like, I, we just gotta call it as we see it. You know what I mean? It's most and, of these games we haven't been really pissed after the losses. No. This and one's I, this one feels different. There's and some I get, letdowns
1: here. I get the frustration boiling over. Like I I I get that. Look, I've been in I've been in 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 games before where. Uh, I have had my ass handed to me, and it's really frustrating. Thank you. Um, it's really frustrating, and it takes a it takes a lot to not try and like, you know, throw a throw a cheap shot or, or anything like that just to make yourself feel better. But you have to be able to 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 control that, not to put your team uh, into into bad positions. And and like you said, it it makes you look worse in a game where you're already losing six to two. Like it's. It's just it's just not the right play at the right time, um, and yeah, I think hopefully Tyler Johnson is is getting closer to, to returning. It looked like he was getting closer, and then uh, I don't I don't know if he tweaked or something or just something wasn't feeling right a couple of days ago at a practice, and uh, he was he was held out of practice. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, uh, but wh- one of those guys uh, down the uh, down the lineup sheet. That uh, had a had a decent game, or at least a decent moment in the game. Jujar Kara. yeah, first career power play goal. Props to him.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's probably the first time in his career he's been on a power play. It's, but sure,
1: I, I feel like only this season is when he's started getting power play minutes. And, yeah, and and look, I, I saw a number of people uh, on the interwebs um, saying, you know, kind of at the expense of Kara being on the power play. Uh, you know, why is he there? All this stuff. It's like it's by design. It's, well, who by, else is do de- it's it? by design. Like, if it's not if it's not Juju Darkara, it's Jason Dickinson. If it's not him, yeah. it's you know, Mackenzie Anwist is already there, it's Colin Blackwell. You know, it's so it, it it's by design that players like Juju Jarcara are going to be getting power play minutes. And at this point in the season, they're as much as we all want to see it. There's really no point in Lucas Reichel being here, no. And and if you've it, like I said before, if you've been paying to the pay attention to the Ice Hogs, he is one of the the players there that is leading the offensive charge, and that is again by design yep. what he should be doing. So Kara on the power play, it is what it is. He made the most of the of his opportunity. Good on him. One of the few sure. right spots
0: of tonight. And there were there were a few. And Kara, you know. Kara's just a pro. You know, he just goes out there and does what he's supposed to do. He keeps the game simple. He's typically not going to go take a dumbass penalty, but he plays physically. He finishes his checks when they're there. Um, I, I just I just like him being in the locker room as often as we are. You get to kind of see he's got kind of a calm demeanor, yeah. uh, you know, not like not in a shy way, but just kind of goes about his business, sets a tone. He's a veteran. He's and a, He's a role player. Yeah, but he plays his role well, mm-hmm. and and I can see him, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that's another guy who, as a deadline approaches, could bring something back to the Hawks because teams are always looking to get grittier, looking to get somebody who can play, a, I, I don't want to say up and down the lineup, but in a pinch, mm-hmm. he could do some more than just plugging, checking sort of stuff. Um, but yeah. I thought he had a good game. I thought Philip Kurish had a nice game, mm-hmm. making some things happen. Uh ended the game with a pair of assists. Yeah, a pair um, of assists, couple couple good effort plays uh from him. Um led the team with four shots on goal as well. Yeah, he was
1: he was he was noticeable in in good ways tonight on a team uh that not many uh not many bright spots.
0: Yeah, um I'm kind of liking the way that Tays, they've been together for a while, but it's starting to feel like they're starting to figure each other out a little bit. Radish has been more effective. Is it goals in two consecutive games? He scored last game. Yes, too, right? he did. Mm-hmm. Um, he's starting to find his his way a little bit. So, pretty pleased with that. I do like one thing where, you know, Richardson kind of keeps the lines together. You don't see him panicking and shuffling a whole bunch. Yeah, that bottom Not six is interchangeable. Yeah, kind of. But your top six has been pretty static. Uh, since Tyler Johnson went down. And, you know, they're, they're, they're the only ones really producing anything on well, the team yeah. because they're the only ones that really can. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like how that Radish and kurishev and, and Taves line is starting to figure each other out. Um, again, we have to remember that we're not in a mindset of it's not a video game where you just plug guys in and they automatically play well together. they got to right. figure out tendencies. They've got to figure out how – each other what makes each other tick yeah and that line is starting to come together a little bit they've been they've been pretty effective
1: well even the nhl game now has line synergy so yes
0: they do it does it does a little bit like a video a game. little bit and cool. uh, nate brings up another player jake mccabe only player with a point and a plus at the end of the day well, uh, jake mccabe was a plus one i that dude is just a warrior i like watching jake mccabe play it's a tough guy uh tough physically you talk about guys that just go out there and do their damn job that's Jake McCabe, and I think he's a better player than he gets credit for. Uh, we were really excited last year when he signed as a free agent coming off that injury, never really found himself, then had the spinal surgery yeah. in the offseason and came back quick and has quickly been one of the Hawks' best and most reliable players. So I love me some Jake McCabe, and I don't know if that's someone they're also going to look to flip at the deadline, but at some point you've got to have you've got to have players on the team.
1: Right, you have, you have to have – you know, veterans, you have to have guys that can speak up in a locker room, guys that can, you know, be pros. Um, and, and I know they're all pros, but it, it, to, to be some sort of example setter. Um, they only have, you know, they have they have a number of those guys right now. Most of them are trade targets. Yeah. So you, you, you have to have uh, some of those guys stick around. Um, not only through the through the entirety of this season, uh, players like that they're going to be necessary next season um, and 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 beyond.
0: Region Rev says she's contemplating going to Wednesday's game for McDavid and a double anthem singer. Well, yeah. Region Rev, thirteen dollars gets you in the building at game time. So make sure you use that at, that link in our uh, podcast descriptions mm-hmm. to help us out and save on Hawks tickets, but. I want to tell you about our friends at Green Ridge Farm. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I love Green Ridge Farm. I'm all out of meat sticks. I had to get back to the Costco and get some more. They are a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. They're makers of all-natural deli meats, sausages, and the aforementioned meat sticks, which are perfect for tailgating, happy hour, and school lunches. They're all-natural and are hardwood smoked for eight hours with 16 grams of protein per stick. They make a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, Black Forest (laughs) beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. Again, they're all natural, and you can find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. Right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm simply natural meat.
1: And if you're uh, out there taking in the last few days of the season where you can still grill outside, Mm -hmm. sun was shining uh, this weekend, get yourself a pair of Shady Rays sunglasses from our friends at Shady Rays at a quality or, or high quality. At a quality price, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. They are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Lost or broken, they will replace your Shady Rays If you lose them or break them, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, and they will replace them. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that uh, you just can't find anywhere else. And Shady Rays customers seem to agree with them with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America for every order placed. So as uh, the holiday season is is here, uh, it's always good to uh, do some good deeds. If you want to get some Shady Rays, you're also going to be helping uh, Shady Rays in their effort to fight hunger. They've also, uh, through that initiative, they have donated over 20 million meals to date. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. When you go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code CHGO, you're going to get 50% off when you buy two or more pairs of sunglasses. That uh, math pans out to be buy one, get one free. Hmm. You can get two pairs of sunglasses for as low as $54. Again, that is promo code CHGO when you go to ShadyRays.com where you can find all of their newest and best shades.
0: All right, Greg is standing by, but before we bring him in, I want to get James's super chat. He sends super a $2 chat. super chat saying, two words, boys club. I don't know what that means, but thank you very much, James, for the super chat. We appreciate it, we appreciate okay. you being part of the show. Let's go out to the United Center and bring in our buddy, our friend, Greg Boyson. What's
2: up, Greg? Hey, I'm thrilled to be in the boys' club right now. <laughs> really? What's going on up there? <laughs> I don't know. Sounds fun. Sounds better than having to watch a 72 loss.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
2: Uh, what? How did Luke
0: spin this one? Uh,
2: well,
1: actually... If, if I if I can set this oh. one up, I've, I've I've I peeked at Twitter here. Uh, Greg, w- was this an interesting uh, locker room availability today, or uh, was it played up a little bit?
2: Um, I mean the only guy in there was home Winnipeg hometown native Jonathan Taves. Uh, there was uh, it was a ghost town in there, really. Um, Philip Kershev was sitting there, but everybody of course went over to Taves. So not. Um, Nobody really wanted to talk after this one. And um, frankly, that's kind of lame if you ask me. Like, it's fun to talk after wins, but when you get your teeth rubbed, you know, shoved down your throat, you should be able to stand up and talk for that as well. But uh, only the captain was out there and, per usual, didn't seem happy to have to do that. But when you wear the C, you got to be the guy in front of the cameras.
1: Yeah, responsibilities come with that. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm glad he was out there at least. But yeah, at least somebody. You're right, Greg. It's like, you know, I know it's a tough loss, but someone's got to face the music. Get out there. You know, it's it's tough.
2: Yeah. Well, to Taves' credit, he was um, a little more uh, critical of his teammate than teammates in, than in past, and so was Luke Richardson in his conference as well. Um, losing seven in a row will do that to you. But, uh, you know, he um, he said that you can't let the guys, you can't let the little bounces deflate you. He said they thought, you know, when they talked about thinking they had finally scored first and then it didn't happen, and then, you know, he just says you got to he, – he criticized the starts. He says they haven't had good starts lately. And then he mentioned that, you know, Again, it seems that they got deflated every time a little bounce didn't go their way, be it a Winnipeg goal or them hitting a the post or not converting on a breakaway. It seemed to, to take them down a notch, and he says that can't happen. It's just, it's, I, it's
0: <laughs> yeah, just, it, it's, I, it just feels like the same. It's heavy, sigh territory. Yeah, it, it, it's what's he going to say? You know, it's, yeah, and before he jumped on, Greg, we were kind of going through like, player by player who was a bit of a letdown today and there were there were several candidates but just big picture luke you know, score more goals you idiots like what's he gonna do i, I just I, I feel bad for him because i think he knew what he was signing up for but he was probably looking like okay well reichel and yeah yeah you know. <laughs> He yeah, probably thought he there probably were going to be some other. Be some young players to kind of look forward to. And like, I, I go back to the Bears. Like, everyone can live with them getting their ass kicked every week because Justin Fields looks good. Mm-hmm. If Lucas Reichel was here setting the world on fire, people would be like, all right, well, they lost, but whatever. Cool. They're, at least the young guys look good. There's not even any young guys here to think about or, or worry about or focus on. It's just this team of fourth liners mm-hmm. uh just playing out the stretch and I, I looked at mario in the elevator on the way out and just said you well, know 60 more to go <laughs> you know and that's that's just how it feels it's it, it's tough and i i feel bad for luke having to come out there every night and just say you know yeah you know the effort was there but the result wasn't or the effort wasn't as good tonight but hopefully we bounce back it's what's he gonna say it's 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 really really tough it's You know, I I am. I'm just sort of at a loss as to what more to say or to ask. You know, it's he can't. I I saw someone in the chat say, "Is a time for a players only meeting?" To do what? I don't like. Again, for the most part, they're playing hard. They haven't quit. They haven't given up. Even in this game, it's seven to two, and they're still skating hard, finishing checks, trying to score. They're doing the best they can. As a whole, right? Of course, there's going to be those momentary. F-ups and lapses and all those sort of things. But the team as a whole is competing and playing hard. It's not like they've quit. And that's like a players-only meeting is when you see your team showing signs of quitting or giving up or growing frustrated. Maybe it's a frustration thing. But I, I just, I don't know. We're in there all the time. We're in the locker room. We're at practice, morning skates, all those things. And it just doesn't seem like yet that the team is that depressed about it. Maybe they just kind of understand that it is what it is and for them to win going to have to play their asses off and, and Davidson's built a team of guys willing to do that, I guess. I don't know. I didn't really ask a question, but I <laughs> just kinda of talking it out here. It's like our therapy session. No,
1: yeah, I I I, I agree. I, I think there there has to be I mean there has to be a point where you know the, the, these these guys are, are professionals and, and they're going to have to, you know, take it upon themselves to respond in the moment because for a lot of them, almost all of them, their long term future isn't with this team. And they have to make the most of it now, whether that means trying to earn a spot with this Blackhawks team or earn their way to a better situation. Um, they, at some point they're going to have to do something to uh to to respond. It's a 7 game losing streak. It's the same story over and over. Um, you know, losing early, having to fight back, having to make a comeback. Um, when they do, they're not able to hold the tie or the lead if they get it. They they're, they're going to have to do something to change it. And I I you know, a lot of you can throw out all the clichés you want, but Sometimes you just got to look in the mirror, look around the room, and and figure something out. Figure it out, as they say on the uh, the old Leonard Kennys.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, listen, of all the things that are wrong with this team right now, I don't think you can pin much of it on Luke Richardson. Um, What is he supposed to do with a roster that is basically uh, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves. And then uh, a bunch of guys that all do the same thing and none of it is scoring goals at five on five. So, um, you know, he was asked post game, you know, what's, what do you do when the losses start piling up? Do you, do you lay into the guys? Do they, do you change? He says, I'm just consistent. I'm not going to change anything from how I do when we win to when we lose, I'm going to show them the bad things. I'm going to show them the good things. And we're just going to keep working on trying to, to clean things up. That's all he can really do. There's no help coming anywhere. There's no. There's no superstars just waiting to come into this lineup. It is what it is. It was built this way. This is exactly what it's supposed to be. Uh, I think he Luke is using this season as, as a way to get, you know, um, some experience. You know, g- learn to, to coach through adversity. He's definitely getting plenty of that now um you know he he mentioned today he was again he was a little more critical than usual usually he's this beacon of positivity and you know tonight he was a little more on just like the team's overall awareness pretty much stinks you know especially defensively that they they have they've allowed too many easy soft goals they don't get back in transition guys aren't aware of when a guy leaves his area that he's got to float and cover it Things like that. Mentioning that they, they, they've left too many soft spots on the ice. And it's, it's loud. You know, you can't do that with guys like Mark Shifley and, and Kyle Connor on the ice because they're going to kill you, and that's what happened tonight. So he sees what we're seeing, but, I mean, for everybody that wants to say uh, he's not doing a good job coaching, well, what would you do differently that would make this a winning team? That's the thing. And there, there are people
0: in the chat with – Criticisms for him and criticisms for Davidson. And it's like, look at the roster. Look at the roster. You can't just will victories out of crap. It is a crap roster. Patrick Kane leads the team with 16 points. Josh Morrissey has 19 assists for the Jets. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he's one of their many good players. Like, it just is what it is. They, just, they don't have the weapons. And for the people that are being critical of Kyle Davidson, it's a rebuild. They tried for years and years and years and years to do the retooling, rebuilding on the fly, you know, sign the veterans. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked. So if, you're, if you hate Seth Jones and you want Kyle Davidson fired, well, then you're an asshat because you don't know what you're talking about. Which one is it? Do you want them to go out and sign a bunch of players or and trade for a bunch of players, or do you want them to rebuild? You can't be mad about both things. This is the only way out of this, and I know it's painful, and I know it sucks, but you could put scotty bowman back there in his prime i can say that name by the way (laughs) you could put him out there in his prime and the hawks are going to look pretty much the same as they look right now maybe an extra point here or there maybe sure right because there's still some things that luke is learning on the job of course he's a first year head coach and if you expect correction perfection that's ridiculous It's a guy who's done – it's his first time head coaching. So, of course, there's going to be a learning curve. But now is the time for the learning curve. But overall, when one of your best forwards is Jason Dickinson, show of hands in the chat. How many people before this season, before Jason Dickinson got traded to the Hawks, knew who the hell Jason Dickinson was? You may have seen him around and remembered as as, as an opponent, but come on, you know what I mean? It's like – come on there's no I would just love to hear instead of a fire this guy or this guy sucks a solution and if you don't have a solution keep it to yourself because I if you got a better answer for the love of God let us know and we'll relay the message to the Blackhawks but this is so overdue and if you didn't know this season was going to suck I don't know what to tell you this is exactly what it was is going to look like it's exactly what most people kind of want it to look like, yes, after the games it's tough because they just got their asses handed to them but this is what they signed up for it's what we signed up for, and at the end of this hopefully it's going to all be worth it because this is the only way out of what they're in right now there's just there's no
2: other way out of it
0: guys
1: I'm,
2: gonna, am, am,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna make it go ahead I am go just
2: ahead, gonna Greg. say i just going to say I'm not one to feed the trolls quite often, but if you're in a public chat saying that Kyle Davidson is a clown, that is some world-class self-projection right there, my friend. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: I'm going to make a quick – just a quick point. Um, I'm just going to read out this stat line. Uh, 24 games played, 22 goals, 31 assists, 53 points – uh, 23 game point streak, uh, 85 goals in 101 career games, 181 points in 101 career games. You guys know who
0: that is? Sam Lafferty.
1: No, it is Connor. It is Connor Bedard in the WHL. Folks, that's the goal. That is the reason that we are here right now. At six, what is it? Six, eleven, and four. With yep. this Blackhawks team? Sounds right. That's the reason <laughs> we're here. That is the the plan. And if it's not Connor Bedard, it's Adam Fantilli, who up until this last week was leading the NCAA in points as an 18-year-old. Like, that's the plan. When we say Jujar Kara is on the power play by design, it's so that one of those two players will likely be on the power play next year. That's the goal. That's yeah. the design. The Stanley Cup this year, next year, year after, probably, not the goal. No. And I know that we have been conditioned over the last 15 years to have the Stanley Cup be the expectation and the goal and the destination at the end of every season. You got to untrain that brain just a little bit because that's that's not the goal. That's not the plan. And the previous GM and, and front office uh, group, the way to keep that dream alive was unsustainable. So this is the new plan. This is the new direction. And you have to let it play
0: out. Yeah. This, this is the last time I'm going to feed the troll in the chat. And the troll says that he who shall not be named at least tried and Davidson isn't even trying. Kyle Davidson entered draft night with zero first-round picks and left with three. He had the NADs to trade Alex Brinkett and Kirby Doc ahead of a rebuild. That takes a huge amount of, what do they call it, testicular fortitude? Is that what they used to call it? That is one thing, yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. That is trying. That is putting your name and putting your reputation out there because you believe in what you're going to do. And it's not easy. It would have been really simple. To say, hey, Alex Debrink, another year older and we expect some growth here and call up Lucas Reichel and start Kevin Korczynski too early like they did with Doc and with Boquist and with Yokoharu and with on and on and on and on and then have the same result at the end of the year where they're picking 10, 11, 12 mm-hmm. with no way of getting out of this with prospects it- being ruined and rushed the plan is exactly what this is. It's not about the NHL team this year. That's why the prospects are playing in Rockford and developing. That is the plan. If you don't like the plan, that's different. It doesn't mean there's not one. It's, the plan is very clear. It is the most obvious plan the Hawks have had since probably before they signed Brian Campbell. Yeah. When they said, okay, we've got a good young core now, let's go get some free agents. We're going to get Campbell, we're going to get host of the next year, and here we go. Mm-hmm. That was the last time the Hawks had an obvious plan. And the plan was then to sustain the, cont- the
1: contending window. Right. But when you don't have the pieces, the right pieces to extend that contending window, you know, the two-by-four that you had propping the window up starts to, starts to wither down to a twig, and then it snaps, and now here we are.
0: All right. The troll has been fed. The troll will no longer be acknowledged. All right, here we go. Um, all right, should we do our four stars of the night?
2: Did we play a game tonight? I forgot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, the game was played.
0: Let's do it. All right, let's do it. All right, the number three star of the game for the uh, uh, Winnipeg Jets. I must have Washington Capitals. That would have been interesting. Pierre-Luc Dubois with two goals, uh, plus one, 18 one of ice time. Eight shots on goal and four more shot attempts. He won 64% of his face-offs and apparently got sniped uh, during the game, too, from the 300 level because he went down very easily. Uh, but that's sort of a stat line. is how you get the number three star. Jesus. Number two star <laughs> of the game, Kyle Connor. He was pretty good, too. Usually. Let's look up his number here as I flip between a goal, two assists, 1806 of ice time, three shots on goal. He's your number two star, and your number one star of the game was Josh Morrissey, the aforementioned, with his uh, 19 assists on the season. He had three tonight. Was a plus four, 20-39 of ice time, uh, five shots on goal, and another shot attempt. That's a defenseman, by the way. That is a solid game. So Very good game. My four star. I talked about him earlier. I sang his praises earlier. I'm going to give it to Jake McCabe. The dude's just a warrior. Uh, love the way he plays. If, I, if there's a guy on the team now that makes it to the next group, I would like it to be Jake McCabe. Sure. I just really like the guy. I like his presence in the locker room. Greg and I joke about it all the time. If you made a list of guys on the Blackhawks you'd like to fight, Jake McCabe might be at the bottom of that list. He just <laughs> looks like a no-nonsense ass kicker. Yeah, And for a guy to come back from spinal surgery and become – a physical and remain a physical stay-at-home, reliable defenseman. Blocking shots. Really like him. So, yeah. uh, Jake McCabe gets my four-star of the night. Uh, he was uh, had an assist, plus one, three hits, four block shots. That's what I'm talking about. Jake McCabe, my friends.
2: All right, I'm going to go four-star the game. This guy doesn't appear in four-stars very often, but I'm going to go with Patrick Kane, despite the uh, ever-pressing new narrative that he is not interested in doesn't care about hockey anymore. Uh, he still had a pretty good game tonight. He had four shots on goal, seven totals attempts. Didn't have any points, but he had one taken off off the board on that Anthony Sioux uh, disallowed goal. And he almost had moments after that, he set up Anthony Sioux for another great yeah, play mm-hmm. at the side of the net. He just missed it wide. So he very easily could have had two assists tonight. Listen, I know patrick kane doesn't look like he's having fun out there because he's not he's not scoring goals and the (laughs) blackhawks aren't winning that doesn't mean he's not interested i mean he always has looked like eh. maybe he'd rather be somewhere else but when he's scoring he's having fun so there's a difference between not having fun and not being interested he was very engaged and and had a good game tonight uh just you know couldn't get those, those points to rack up it seems to be the the story of the season for that that top line. They're just so close, so close. And every day we hear we're so close to really making it connect. I, I don't know if it's ever going to start connecting the way they envisioned it, but at this point, who else are you going to put on that line with 88? I don't know what else right. is out there. Maybe, maybe Philip Kershev, reward him. He's been playing really well of late. So uh, there's a segue for you.
1: Yeah, I yeah, appreciate that. Uh, My fourth star of the night is... Philip Kershev. Uh two assists on the night. Um, I believe it was uh, led the team in, in, in shots on goal. He was noticeable. I I I think if there's he he feels like the young exciting yeah. prospect, quote to unquote. Watch. I mean, um, yeah. Um, that that is on this roster right now as as it's currently constructed. Um, he you know. Uh, he came into last season, I think with with some higher expectations and really wasn't able to live up to those expectations, but it wasn't really given the the greatest opportunity to do that on a consistent level. Um, I think this season he, you know, he, he got an opportunity to play uh, up in the lineup after Tyler Johnson left with an injury um, playing, you know, second line. And now with, uh, you know, with, Tays and Radish starting to really click. I really think his game is 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 turning a corner to where you know he can he can he looks like he's a a guy that can pan out to be a good second or third line uh, offensive wing option, um, and that's great for him. That's that's a great uh, role for him to play, and, and I feel like he's starting to kind of round out his game uh, to be able to do that at a more consistent basis. He's another guy that I, I think once this uh, once this team is competitive again, he may he may be one of those uh, players that 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 sees it through. Um, he's not going to be a top line guy all no. the way to that time, but I think he 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 looks like he has the ability to to play a role that way.
0: Lebowski brings up in the chat: Kurochev could be a Frolik type player on a really good team. I think he's got more offense than Frolik. He's more yeah. Frolik's career has, high was forty four
1: points. He has more of an offensive uh, approach to his game. Um, if he, he wants a, to – go ahead.
2: I, I think it could be like another guy that wore that 23 for a few years. I think it could be uh, a more responsible Christopher Stieg type yeah, player sure. where he's got that speed and offensive ability but is better defensively and doesn't make as many uh, boneheaded plays where you just yell, damn it, at your TV all night like you did with Christopher Stieg. So, right. I hope I really hope Kurechev is still in the top six after Tyler Johnson comes back. I don't I don't want to see him get sent down to the third line just when Johnson comes back. I'd love to see him stay top six, uh, but you know we'll see what happens. Yeah, I would I would
0: keep that line together, and if you're looking to make a change, someone brought it up in the chat earlier. Patrick Kane needs a right-handed left wing, and Tyler Johnson might fit that bill. And yeah. yeah, you know, Athanasius has been good, and and but I don't know, maybe put him on the third line, and and get a little offense from him because that's a guy Athanasius like one of the few guys on the team that can create offense on his own. He's yeah. got the speed, he's got the handles to kind of create some offense by himself. And you know, you bump him down to the third line, and that makes it things look a little better. Plus, with Lafferty coming back healthy, hopefully, uh, soonish. Yeah, you know, he could be part of that too. So. I don't know. we got, we got a long time to discuss that, and we don't know how far away he is, but um, an- somebody to keep an C. eye on.
2: Anthony C.U., Dickinson, and Lafferty could be a really effective third line, at least hard to play against. You'd have to be on your toes against those three guys. Fast, no doubt.
0: All right, Greg, thanks for joining us, man. Have a safe ride home, and we'll talk to you tomorrow at
2: 2.30. Can't wait. Off day for the Hawks. No practice tomorrow, and uh, but we'll be mailbag Monday. Get in those questions.
0: Yes, uh, tweet us at chgo underscore Blackhawks. Uh, write any of the three of us personally on Twitter, and we'll get back to you. We have an email, Blackhawks at all dot but no one does anymore. Just tweet at us or hit <laughs> us up in the uh, Diehards Only Discord. Yeah, you will get precedent on Mailbag Monday if you do that. So, all right, Greg, be safe. Steal some of those brownies on your way out. <laughs> That's Greg nice Boyson. Follow him on Twitter at. Greg Boyce and we've still got our tank standings to come up we've got to give our DraftKings king of the game but first we want to remind everybody that the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities whether it's lighting hvac systems commercial kitchen equipment or industrial processes an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs this can be done in person or virtually and they last approximately two hours within three to four weeks customers will get a detailed report uh, detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately each recommendation will include estimated energy savings cost savings project potential incentives and simple payback don't wait get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment go to comed.com slash powering biz that's comed.com slash powering biz ready to sign up for a facility assessment Call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative, email ee at comed.com, or request an assessment online on their website at comed.com slash facility assessment.
1: And if you're into saving money and looking good while on the golf course, go over to our friends at Pins and Aces and get yourself... Some of the best golf apparel out on the market that is pins and aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO and the presenting sponsor of the big drive energy podcast on the all city network. They are the best at putting out great golf apparel and, uh, they're going to have you looking good out on the golf course. Probably not in the Chicagoland area right now because it is getting way too cold for me to be on the golf course, but If you like to take a trip down to Florida, like my dad does, to go golfing, get yourself some Pins and Aces, get those uh, polos, hats, get your golf bags, all from Pins and Aces, and they have the fan favorite, Beer Sleeve, the product that goes right into your bag and can store up to seven of your favorite drinks right inside the bag. Keep them cold the entire round. Be sure to go to pinsandaces.com, and when you do, Use the promo code CHGO and get 15% off of your first order, but that's not it. When you use the promo code CHGO, you're also going to get free shipping on that order. Again, that's pinsandaces.com for the best in golf
0: apparel and accessories. All right, now it is time to assign our DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game. game. We're going to give it tonight to Jujar Kara. Yeah. Power play goal. Fifteen fifty-eight of ice time, three shots on goal, another shot attempt, credited with one hit. He did more than that. And two yeah. block shots. Just a solid Jujar Kara type game. And when you score on the power play and you're that kind of player, you get special, uh, special recognition, recognition. And he deserves yeah. it because I just really like him. He's a guy that I dig him. He's not a perfect hockey player by any means, but uh, most NHL teams would be happy to have a Jujar Kara in their system, and hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 back in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, who's going to score first? Hmm? Cash out on that Not one tonight. The Blackhawk and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code CHGO. Bet five dollars on any NHL team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And we just had a couple games wrap up in the NHL. So we mm-hmm. have. Are we fully updated here? We are fully updated. All right. All fully right. updated tank standings. Thanks to Steven for the hustle um, on this. Let's get them. Turn on the tank. What the
1: sound tanks make when they
0: turn on. All right. So here we go. It's on your screen right now. The NHL tank standings still in the lead. Anaheim with 13 points in 22 games. Uh, The Lebowski points out in the the chat that it's embarrassing for the Ducks players considering they already have cornerstones on the roster. Yeah, Zegris and McTavish, two guys who are going to be studs for a long time, are already on the team, and they're that bad. Six, 15, and one. Second in the tank standings, Alex Dobrynkit and the Ottawa Senators with 15 points in 20 games. They're 7-12-1. Columbus with an identical record in point total. The Blackhawks now fourth in the tank standings. 16 points in 21 games. They're 6-11-4. And, and the Arizona Coyotes 7-10-3 seven, with 17 points there. Fifth in the tank standings. So basically, mm. I don't know. The the teams we thought were going to be really bad, uh, like the Hawks and, and Coyotes are still in there, but some of the other ones are... A bit surprising. The Ducks, the Blue Jackets, the Senators, all had some I, decent expectations this year. I would have thought, yeah. I think when, when we when we were talking at the beginning of the season,
1: I think a lot of people uh, were high on the Ducks, uh, myself included. I thought that they would be uh, not flirting with the draft lottery, but flirting with the uh, uh, playoff picture. Yeah, The Sens also uh, felt like they would be closer to the playoffs than they would be to uh, the bottom of the standings. But um, I mean, team. Those are teams that are still flawed, and clearly they <laughs> those flaws are, are are hurting them. And uh, yeah, Sens play in LA tonight, so it's a late start. It's about to start, yeah. So i uh, go go uh, Senators. Try and get an upset of those Kings. Uh, that would be that would be helpful. That'd be helpful. But I mean, look, like we like like has been the theme for most of today's show. The plan is to be at this at this place in the standings at this point in the season. The the team was constructed to to be in the bottom 5 in the bottom 3 and if you're looking for things to go right, quote unquote, look at the tank standings. Like the way this team was constructed, things are
0: going to plan. Yep. Uh, One more comment. Uh, Michael says, original six tankers should never be. Well, if you take a look at the original six recently, um, aside from the Bruins, they've all kind of done it. Detroit did it. The Rangers did it. The Hawks did it. Toronto sucked forever. Who had the first overall pick this year? It was last year. I believe that was
1: the... I think they were in town recently. Yeah. It was Montreal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. They've been bad for a long time. Yeah. And they had Carey Price. Look, it's uh, when there's a salary cap, a hard cap, no less. Uh, it is eventually you have to do it because you eventually get punished for being good. Yes, yeah, that is how it is designed, and that sucks. Like if there was no cap, <laughs> you know, the Hawks would. Yeah. How many cups would the Hawks have won with no? Well, cap? Well, look
1: if there if there was no cap, and I and I know people are going to say the opposite of what I'm about to say, but if there was no cap, the Blackhawks in the 2010s would have bought every stinking player they could. Yeah. And they would have, and and the cup runs would have been extended and bountiful. Because when you have the players that you had and the amount of money that the Blackhawks were making, you had, they're the, what, the fourth most valuable NHL franchise. Like, look, they would have bought every single player that they could have to keep that contention window open and to keep those cup runs going because cups equal money. Yeah. It's no simple doubt. as that. The hard, the, the, the hard salary cap <laughs> forced, the, forced what happened after the 2010 team. Yeah, um, and, and, you know, they still got two cups in the next five years after that. Right. So it's, it's the ways, the, the, the credit that uh, the, the, the former GM of this team oh, damn it. gets... Is, gonna say it. is enough to say that he kept the winning formula afloat well enough. And I'll leave it at that because everything else uh, that goes along with him from 2010 and, and the way the team is set, set up right now, uh, it's it speaks for itself.
0: Yep, no doubt. And uh, Nate brings up a good point in the chat. Can someone remind the Ricketts that there is no cap, that I agree with. Well, they're too busy trying to buy a soccer team. The Cubs should never rebuild. And I'm a Cub fan. That's inexcusable. You can still stock up your prospects, but no, you do not just have a team of guys that suck. That's unacceptable. Anyway, that's a different podcast. Um, And they're here on the CHGO Network. And one final reminder, it is Cyber Weekend here at CHGO. Jump on, get yourself some sweet merch. I'm wearing my CHGO Bull shirt, which is my... My favorite of the podcast shirts, love it, the Hawks one right here on our set. Save up the 50% off uh, at uh, chgolocker.com. If you are a CHGO diehard, you get an additional 20% off, 50 plus 20. That's 70% off stuff in our CHGO locker. So go to chgolocker.com to shop. If you've not become a diehard yet, go do that right now, all chgo.com. And we'll tell you more about it as the week goes on. But we got another tailgate coming up Mm -hmm. on Sunday. And we've got Mailbag Monday tomorrow. So make sure you get those questions in to us uh, tonight. Tweet us at chgo underscore Blackhawks. You'll see the mailbag tweet. Just respond there, and we will see it, and we will answer it on tomorrow's show. We are live at 2.30 p.m. Central on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. So thanks to Steven for running the show. For Greg Boyce and Mario Tirabassi. I'm Jay Zawoski. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.